What is going on, brothers of discussion listeners? This is Fanboy Dave. And I know, I know, I've been slacking off. Been busy with a lot of stuff. Uh, finishing coaching, flag football. Still not excused. I haven't recorded in three weeks, so my bad on me. Kevin's still pretty close to getting uh, everything situated, but he is still uh, doesn't have a schedule where he can record weekly. But I know some of y'all are probably like, dang, Fanboy Dave, you're just recording by yourself, talking to yourself like a crazy person that's in an asylum. That may be true. However, I do have a special guest today. And I know what you're saying. What? You found a special guest? Yes, I have a special guest. Uh, this uh, young man, I mean, he's a little bit younger than me, but I've known him for a long time. He, he goes by the name of Little Chris, and he actually is little, but don't let um, his high fool you. He sold a girl for me one time, which I couldn't believe, but... Um, this is little Chris. I'm gonna let him tell you, uh, tell the fans about when he started wrestling, what he liked, and then we're gonna go recap over Night of Champions and where we're gonna go um, with um, SmackDown tomorrow and uh, Monday Night Raw coming up. So, little Chris, welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, thank you, Dave. No fanboy, uh, Dave. Oh, you're right. fanboy Dave. Sorry, my bad. My bad. Uh, Wanted to uh, well, tell like us about how long you've been watching you professional wrestling. Yeah, yeah, been watching professional wrestling since probably mid eighties, like eighty seven. Um, probably been like a regular uh, fan since then. Really haven't watched it religiously, like you. Um, but I do watch other factions unlike you uh so i do have you know a little bit of um i guess uh insight into other wrestling promotions uh, i guess so yeah yeah there talk about uh other promotions on this uh podcast right 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 yes i do know that uh but i just want to let you know you know you asked for what i've been up to so that's my wrestling background. Um, you know, it was, you know, just really, you know, hooking very early, like just wrestling in general was really fun to watch growing up. Um, like just watching those guys just wrestle around and then being able to do those moves whenever, you know, with your siblings whenever you are, you know, growing up was really fun too. Any late. Or when we were at uh, school at the playground trying to jump off the, Top of the monkey bar with an elbow drop. Yes. So who doing all those frog splashes? That's right. So who's Everything. your favorite wrestler uh, growing up? Uh, favorite wrestler growing up um, had to be uh, hands down. You know, Hulk Hogan. He's the one that started off. You know, watching it. I did, I did though, I did uh, switch though to Ultimate Warrior whenever he did get beat. And I still think that, you know, to this day, I think that's what switched me to, you know, knowing that wrestling, like Hulk Hogan was kind of like sinister in his ways because the way that he sold that ending, you know, I did kind of like just being that young and seeing like, oh man, like, you know, because I really did want Hulk Hogan, or, you know, like, I did want Ultimate Warrior to win that fight. At WrestleMania, yeah, but you learned at a young age about Hulk Hogan's creative control. Yes. Uh, uh, I learned that there was something like that. I didn't know that he had that stuff until way later on, but I did be like, you know, dang, that was messed up. And uh, What about the Attitude Error? Still, I mean, did you hear Hollywood Hogan? Or did you Stone Cold or somebody else? Attitude Arrow was um, easily Stone Cold. Just a, I mean, growing just in Texas, man. You gotta, you gotta shop HEB, man. <laughs> Texas, man. You gotta, you gotta just, just stick to those home roots, stuff like that. And uh, he really, you know, brought out that, you know, every Texan mentality and everything like that 
Texas Rangers. was fun to watch. That was like a highlight, or that was like a cannot miss era of, of wrestling entertainment. Yeah, and some in of the that fans, time. Some of the fans that do listen to this, like um per around our age, but some that are a little bit younger, not knowing what the attitude era is. I mean, not to grow up in that. I mean, just missing out on probably the pinnacle of wrestling. I mean, wrestling or sports entertainment is still really good today. And I know you've been um, getting back into the groove of watching um, uh, WWE and some of the other stuff like AEW. Um, <laughs> but um, so now, as far as the product goes, are you happy with it? Could it be better? Or what did you take? Um, I do feel that with another promotion out there, it does help out the sport. Uh, you just don't want it to be saturated with just one, you know, because then it's just the end all be all. And it just, just sucks out so much talent, you know, because then everybody has listened to the almighty God Vince, right? Well, we don't know, but since, uh, well, uh, no, no, we know, no, we know. <laughs> I mean, we don't know, we know, since, you know, is. UFC and WWE have merged and they're going to be uh, known as TKO when they do uh, start um, on the stock market. Um, Are you gonna be the first in line to get some? I I, I don't know. I mean, I should have got at least WWE. one. <laughs> Maybe I should have got WWE stock, but I do know that if you do have WWE stock, it is just gonna transfer over to the TKO uh, stock. Um, so that's good for stockholders. But yeah, so I've always wanted to own uh, some WWE stock, and so yeah, I was surprised that you know they're going, you know they they went in that route, and uh, but Vince really, you know. Like, like, they, man, they sold, man, they, they made millions, billions, crazy. Yeah, capital B, billions. Yes, yeah, uh, billions. They, they, uh, they, they, they really, you know, I mean, and not they, really Vince, you know, um, you know, got that market down and just beast mode from the day he bought it from WrestleMania 1 till where it's at. You know, prior to the sale, he oh, for sure. just, I mean, he bought he it from his dad. He, he bought from his dad for a million dollars, and he sold it for oh yeah, billions. And I mean, I never thought I would see him not be the boss, but I think it all goes to the scandal. And I think he was hurt by maybe Stephanie and Triple H, and he's like, "Nope, I'm the majority owner, <laughs> and I'm going to stick it to everybody." So. Because that's the Vincent Katie McMahon way. He does it his way. And if you like it, cool. If you don't, doesn't matter to him. I mean, he, regardless of whatever he did with it, he, that was his child. And uh, I really don't, I think that that being in that, I think kind of tore up everything in his family. Because, I mean, that is a 24 7, you know, 32. Uh, nine hour job you know it's you're always on and I remember you know back in the day whenever Iron Sheik and them got busted you know for breaking kayfabe and he was just so irate and I mean and now it's like it wasn't even that big a deal but to him that was such a big deal and he's just he's always lived this you know life of, of wrestling well, I but, think yeah. it's mostly sports entertainment because Vince is an entertainer. Because oh yes, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get that right. Yeah, sports entertainment. If if, if you look back, whenever Ted Turner says because the wrestling's gone now. <laughs> well, when Ted Turner's like Vince, I'm in the wrestling business, and Vince was like, "That's good. I'm in the sports entertainment business." So Vince, I think, used wrestling as a tool, but to tell a story in an entertaining way, like a movie. And I think that's why you have some of the marks out there that are purist wrestling fans hate that WWE <laughs> cause of sports entertainers. But at the end of the day, that's what they are. You're there to entertain and to do things, um, not just wrestle. It's 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 a huge product with pyro and music and um, you know just props that make um, the two superstars in the ring tell a story that keep people invested because again, I mean, they've been doing a WrestleMania one and we're about to be at WrestleMania oh, yeah. 40 next year. So you have to evolve a little bit 
And I think Vince uh, has always had the right mindset. And that's why, in my opinion, he's a genius. Oh, big time. Yes. But uh, to go to come full circle, I do believe that it is best to have other factions out there, though. Sorry, fanboy. I, but it it's is. A, it's okay. I mean, but um, is there uh, two NFLs, two NBAs, Major League Baseball? Or is there like just one that everybody tries to get to because that's the top of the mountain? That's the peak. No, yes, there are. There are steps to go through this. And prior to that, you know, there was nothing. You know, it was WWE and that's it. So, yes, you want AEW to, ex- to succeed to some extent. You know, regardless, I mean, like, okay, you want to call it second tier or whatever. By all means, gloat and have the biggest one on your face. But yes, you know, you just, you do need that. You, you do need that for the other faction to grow because without that, you may not ever see that other wrestler that doesn't make it to that spot at that point, but just needs a little bit extra. And he gets it from said entity and then flowers later on, prospers, grows. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but like to me, uh, if you ain't in the WWE... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not here to watch you. If you make it to the WWE, that should be every sports entertainer, professional wrestling's goal. Because I want to make it in WWE. Because if you're in professional wrestling, that's not your goal. You might even the jobbers. You know, I mean that's everybody. <laughs> just like um, even the jobbers. It, it, any jobber, but in any profession, you want to be the best. <laughs> you want to win championships. You know, you got the NBA Finals going right now. Hey, you want to mm-hmm. be the champion. You don't want to come in second. So. With that said, I mean, um, our fans that are listening, um, this is little Chris, like I said at the beginning, and uh, we are going to jump into Night of Champions and what way to start Night of Champions than other to have the new World Heavyweight Championship bout, the first match. You have Seth freaking Rollins versus the phenomenal AJ Styles, and did they put on a clinic or what, uh, little Chris? Uh, yes, they did. They fought. Uh, they had spectacular moves. Great, you know, entering work. Uh, AJ, you know, still has it, man. Shoot, 46 going at it. Man, you know, able to put up a match like that. You know, great. I was pulling for him, but everyone, you know, in that arena and around the world knew Seth Rollins was going to get that W. Well, you and you also have to realize in this match that this was AJ's uh like first real test coming back from when he broke his ankle, you know. So I mean, he really hadn't done a lot of things or had matches, and um, that ankle held up. And you know, when uh, AJ Styles did the pedigree to Seth freaking Rollins, I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> I mean, he's about to get this. But it, I think most uh, WWE fans or WWE universe uh, people knew that since Triple H has stated that this was going to be a, a raw championship, um, whoever won. I mean, Seth Rollins was drafted to Raw, AJ Styles and the OC was drafted to SmackDown. And I I mean, yeah, they could have put a swerve and did something like that, but I think it would have no. been a draft. Um, like people would have been like, what'd you have the draft for? If AJ Styles were the one, then he had to move to Monday Night Raw. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. No, like I said, everyone knew. I mean, but they gave a great match. It was a it was a good match. Um start to finish. Uh great kickoff to that fight or to the night. Um well, well way to start the night to set set a trend. And um, of course, if um you didn't get it, but uh Seth freaking Rollins did get the W and he is your new world heavyweight champion. And what's so crazy about this is that Seth, you know, he says, you know, he made himself a generational talent, a pioneer, but you got to think about it. When NXT started, Seth freaking Rollins was in the main event against the, well, he wasn't known then, but as the modern day Maharaja, Jinder Mahal, (laughs) and he beat him to become the first inaugural NXT champion. Then fast forward, I think it was 2019, um, you know, the WWE makes the Universal Championship and your main event 
Seth freaking Rollins versus Finn Balor. And um, of course, Finn gets the win, but he got injured uh, when his arm uh, was pulled out of soccer after that buckle bomb. But Seth was in, in that match on, and then later, a few months later, he did capture the Universal title. And then now the new world title, Seth is in the main event uh, with the new championship. And I just think he's a good workhorse. And uh, he's like, give me the ball and let's go. And so Seth is your new world champion for Monday Night Raw. So our next yeah. match, go ahead, go ahead. Well, well, yeah, like that was, you know, like, I mean, the last title defense or, you know, the last main title he had was when he lost to The Fiend, right? <laughs> yeah, that, that is correct. And, you are right. So let's well, see how this goes now. Yeah, so moving on, our next match was my favorite, the man of the masses, Becky Lynch versus you better say thank you to Miss Trish Stratus. And this match, um, it started off a little slow. And, you know, most people have already seen Night of Champions and knew it was in Saudi Arabia. So all the women had to be uh, covered from head to toe. But they were still able to do uh, maneuvers. And I, I don't know if you thought it, but when I was watching the match and they're going, um, uh, they're going back there, I was like, man... Uh, when they were giving that chops, I was like, I hope her hand doesn't get on that zipper or something because, you know, um, any kind of skin showing that that's just like disrespectful over there in their country to their beliefs, not to, you know, us in America. But Trish, I mean, she she put on a heck of a match for um, coming back, you know, just after a few months. Um, what was your uh, spots that you liked in this match with the man and uh, Trish Stratus? Uh it was a very great, you know, solid match for, you know, Trish coming back, you know, still, you know, ring rust or whatever can still throw down, run in there, take bumps as well as give them, um, you know, she, she handled her own. Uh, it was, it was, you know, entertaining match. They gave it their all. They went back and forth. I kind of did not like that ending, though, as far as, um, you know, uh, her going out of the ring and then. Um, Zoe Stark uh, being under the ring. Yeah, like, I mean, I think that I don't I mean, maybe it should have came out a different way, but I just feel that the, the ending could have, you know, maybe came out a little bit different. You know, I'm not sure, like, if there was some kind of time constraint or whatever, whenever that incident happened. Well, you got to understand something, little Chris. I mean, you've been listening to his podcast, you know, and we've always talked about storytelling. So, I mean, Trish and uh, the man, Becky Lynch, they really haven't been feuding that long. And mm -hmm. I think the payout's going to be where Becky Lynch does get the victory over Trish. I sure believe so. But you have to put those layers in. And mind that I said, you know, we talk about the draft. Zoe Stark had been drafted to Raw. And when she was in NXT, because I don't know how much NXT you watch, but, I mean, she was all right, but, I mean, she was a face. Your fans get really behind her. Uh, maybe. But, you know, trying her as a heel and doing that. But that move she does at 360, almost like go to sleep, I I thought she broke – uh, I'm sorry, uh, Becky Lynch's nose because she was bleeding after she got the Stratus faction. And uh, your winner, Trish Stratus – got the win with the help of Zoe Stark, but I thought she broke her nose. And I was like, Ooh, that could get some receipts later on as the story <laughs> develops. Because a lot of times, you know, when somebody new comes in and if you do something where you like a la Booker T when he uh, debuted and, and uh, he jumped stone cold, stone cold, just, he was just sweaty. So Booker T didn't hurt him, but it looked like in the back that Booker T was reckless. And especially when you're coming from NXT and you're getting in a, in a spot like that with the man who is loved by everybody. And she is one of the main eventers for the women's division. And if you were to do something and you broke her nose, that's just going to put heat on you in the back with management and the other uh, WWE superstars. So um, I just think her nose hit a little bit, but it looked like it wasn't broken, but it looks like uh, Trish Stratus is going to have her muscle in Zoe Stark. Uh, going forward with this feud, man, what a muscle to have! <laughs> oh yeah, man. She, and uh, 
She's big. Hey, what do you think about uh what do you think about them going um with some blood now, man? WWE taking, you know, starting to show it. I think Take it's that. Uh, I mean, it's PG, but I think it's still by accidents why we're having yeah, right. uh, blood. But yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, if they bring Hey blood, man, I like it. As long as it's not, I mean, it's not ECW, you know, it's you know, it happens, you know. Like uh, like just let's take this for instance real quick, just to get off topic. Sorry, you're good. But uh, my boys, you know, we're watching um, the uh, man, it might be the next fight. No, 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 it it was the mechanism where they were, someone got ran into the steel steps, and then they were like, you know, hey, how come I'm not bleeding? And I'm like, well, you know, you got to see how they're taking the bumps, son. But uh, you know, whenever they did see Becky Lynch bleeding later on. And I'm saying that, and I'm not saying that that was the same match, but you know, like they they saw Becky Lynch bleeding, and then they just assumed that every face plant was gonna be blood. Well, I mean, boys will be boys, and if they want blood, you know, I mean, they might have to watch. <laughs> yeah, uh, UFC. Hey, they got bought out by UFC, man. Just bleed. That's it. <laughs> so, so our next match, and I've been practicing uh, this. Um, but uh, we had our Intercontinental Champion, Gunther. But um, the uh, introduction uh, that Kaiser does, he goes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> introducing the ring general, Gunther. I, I just like how he says that, but. Gunther, the the modern day longest intercontinental champion against Mustafa Ali, and you know on Twitter, you know social media, nobody was giving Mustafa a chance. I mean, because Gunther, I mean, he's just a he's just a big like super weight. Um, and what Mustafa Ali was able to do to get, you know, a couple of four fifties on him, get him on the road. Did you see? Gunther's chest um when Mustafa started getting him him chops you could see his whole hamstring oh. on Gunther's chest but when Gunther got a chance to do his uh famous loud chops I was like he's <laughs> it was almost like um uh he was he, revenge. He, yeah we're hearing good old JR's like he's broken in half you know <laughs> just like by gosh Gunther is just a powerhouse and um there's a reason why so many fans are behind him he's just a old school wrestler that just just wants to beat the tar out of you um i was impressed with mustafa ali's effort but i mean it's like one of those things like oh i see a bear out there in the woods okay that's cool but uh if he grabs yeah you, once that bear grabs you game over <laughs> Did, yeah you... and that's how i felt too man that's perfect analogy uh he was quick agile man bang, bang. and but yeah let him grab you and the lights out, game over. But he did do a valiant effort. But I, I think it was good uh, because Mustafa Ali, I mean, uh, if you want to go like pound for pound, I mean, he is a very good technical wrestler. I mean, he doesn't really get a lot of opportunities at the championship. He's usually, in your words, a jobber. Um, you no, know, he ain't no, no, man. The jobbers are those, you know, let's just get on to the later matches and then we'll talk about uh, Puerto jobber, you know, and you already know what I'm, which one I'm talking about. Okay, we will but get. No, on. he is no jobber. All right, so little Chris is saying Mustafa Ali is not no jobber. Well, I mean, I know he he loses a lot of matches, but he did get a shot at the Intercontinental Championship, but came just a little bit short to that General Gunther. So moving on, we had a women's title match. We had um, Oscar. Versus the EST of WWE, Bianca Belair. And, you know, this is just going off from um, the WrestleMania match that they had that was a good match. And after that, the night after Raw, Asuka came out to congratulate her and, and did the great mood or Kabuki spray. And now that Asuka is a heel, where she comes out more with her face paint looking more, I guess, scarier to uh, try to incite fear into her uh, opponents. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, um, Bianca been champion for over well over a year, uh, uh, defending that title against any challenger. 
That's why they call it the AST. Um, and yeah, this match, I mean, I I I didn't know where it was going because I mean, Oscar's the Empress of tomorrow, but I mean, she, I would say she's the Empress of today because she's been doing it for a while. I mean, she's been a multi women's champion. She has the Oscar lock, and um, she's doing all right. So, um, what did you think? Uh, great match. They both, you know, went at it back and forth. Uh, excellent finish. Love the way that it went down with the eye. You know, you know, hey man, I can't spit in her shoot, put it in my hand and just rake it her on her eyes. You know, great finish on on that part. Uh, gives her that 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 heel persona. That's like, hey man, I'm gonna win this. I took it from you. Let's see if you can get it back. Uh, and yeah, then but- I hope that they just throw Bianca some hurdles because the women's division does need, you know, not just them too. They need other people. And so Ooh, they need the queen to come back. But let me get your take on this. Um, <laughs> you know, because Bianca did win that last match against them. Um, but did you see how Asuka was able to learn from her mistakes, you know, in this match, they're going back and forth, and then the ref is trying to break them up. And Asuka tries to do the miss to her. And Bianca was ready, and she backed up, and she missed her. And, you know, just they're still fighting. You know, um, Asuka's getting frustrated, but she has that little smile on her face. And then she gets that miss that was in her mouth, and she puts it in her fingers. So then whenever Bianca goes for the KOD, she just wipes it all on her face, and then she was able to give her uh, that uh, kick to the head um, and then was able. Yeah, that was, that was the best part of that. That was, that was the best part of the fight. That was the best, best move of the match. Best move of the night. You know, since you want to go back to W or since they are, you know, UFC, you know, all in one now, you know, we can have move of the nights, you know, give her a bonus, $50,000. Cause that was, you know, a great, you know, Man, heal Oscar. Well, that yeah, I was the equalizer to help her um uh beat Bianca Heck yeah. and in her reign as um as champion, and you got now Oscar, the new uh women's raw champion. Um, and now, like you said, you know, is Bianca gonna get an opportunity to rematch, like you said, through jump through hurdles, or is it like hey, end of the line, uh Oscar's gonna fight somebody else? I mean. Two ways they can go. I, I I do not believe that this feud is over because now it's one in one. Uh, Bianca got WrestleMania win. Oscar uh, got Night of Champions women. Now we need to see what they're going to do again. Um, to um, like they say, get that rubber match uh, for to see who win the best out of three. So um, I don't think Bianca needs a championship. I mean, she's proven to be one of the best uh, workers out there in the women's division. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see um, where they go with this um, feud coming up. Yeah, we'll see. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to finish the rest of the card of Night of Champions. So um, we'll see you um, when we get back from break. And we're back um, at Brothers of Discussion, and we are going to finish the – Night of Champions card. And the next match was um, the women's champion, uh, Mommy or the Eradicator from Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley versus Natalia. And uh, off air, little Chris uh, gave me a little tidbit. So I'm going to let him take over because he said this was a, I was trying to give you a spoil alert, but I want to talk about this match. So go, go ahead, little Chris. Yeah. Like I was telling, uh, bad boy Dave is that this is what you know to, to me this is what a jobber turned into back in the day the jobber was a squash match that whenever they came on they just lost automatically you can google them some of them have like you know 200 ring appearances zero wins um, and so they were just 100% jobbers to me I feel this is what Natalia has turned into I feel so bad it's such a shame. Um, I feel that she gets like that, that one win every nine fights, 
and that one win is against a third place person. So then that just somehow catapults her into, you know, some sort of, you know, storyline. But, you know, she's she's been there. She is a true vet, a, you know, woman's icon in wrestling, uh, proud lineage, you know, everything you can say about her. You know, the Walmart Charlotte Flair. Oh, man. <laughs> it's such a shame. It's such a shame because I feel that like they should not do her like that. But that's just what is perceived, you know, from my uh, two eyeballs. From your perspective. Yeah, from my perspective, from what I see. Wow. Yes. Well, I mean, I, I I would never call Natalia a jobber, uh, but you did make some valid points because, I mean, this match was fairly quick to – ring the bell. Even Corey Graves was like, she was distracted by the good looks of Dominic. Um, and yeah, right. And Rhea Ripley went to work. Um, and I want to say this match probably lasted two minutes, 40 seconds. If that maybe three minutes tops. I mean, it was a straight in, in your words, how you said a jobber, a jobber's job is to make uh, the superstar look super dominant. Um, and the oh, that she did. I mean, and like I said, she she goes in, she does her work, she does what she needs to get done. I mean, and she never said anything bad, she just is a wonderful lady and uh, excellent worker, and you know, perfect superstar for the women's division. And I just feel that she just always gets that, you know, you know, good old. McMahon love, I guess, man, from for the Heart Foundation, man, it sucks. Well, to be a heart, sometimes uh, you do get screwed by Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the WWE. But in the same yeah. token, I, I think right now, um, like you said uh, before, we took our break that we need uh, a few more uh, WWE women superstars to step it up, and maybe at the moment. Uh, they're not confident in the draftees that have went to Raw and SmackDown. So they're like, Natalia, you're getting the nod because we trust you. You will do business. Oh, of course. Done. And yeah, she did. Uh, Rhea Ripley destroyed her. And Made her look great. I mean, and, and, and I mean, and not to say anything from Rhea Ripley either. She is a great wrestler, um, imposing figure, you know, uh, great worker and um glad to see her on top and stuff like that uh but you know they could have at least you know like the the beginning of the match uh seth rollins and um aj styles natalia could have easily done a match like that with Rhea. you know let her showcase some skills you know put her over like that you know give her something you know, but I mean, I don't know if there's no AC in that building or whatever they want to get out of there. You know, who knows what's going on in Saudi Arabia, but, you know, maybe they were just like, you know, let's squash it and get it over with. Well, I mean, like me and Kevin have talked um, in previous podcasts. I mean, we do like the Judgment Day, but the Judgment Day is a better staple uh, with Rhea Ripley. She brings a lot to the table. So, I mean, she is a, a good competitor. And yeah, so Rhea Ripley is still your uh, women's SmackDown champion. Don't know yep. um, who she'll fight next, um, but she says um, Judgment Day, you know, run it all. So we'll have to see who the next challenger is uh, to uh, try to take that women's uh, SmackDown championship away from Rhea Ripley. So our next match, which I know a lot of people were looking forward to, was between the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes with a broken freaking arm against the Beast Incarnate, Brock Lesnar. And, um, yeah, I, I got this match wrong. Uh, I, on the podcast I did previous, I believe I said I picked Cody. Uh, you know, he's going to do damage and um, take this dub. But, um, boy, did I get it wrong. I mean, I guess I forgot to remember that the beast Brock Lesnar is just a monster, just an animal. 
He's like a, a big shark. When he sees blood in the water, he's just going to attack, attack, attack. But like I've said in previous podcasts before, people give Brock Lesnar some, some of the business about him being a part-time, but he sells better than any full-time uh, WWE superstar out there. And um, the way this match was going where Brock was just dominating, taking Cody to suplex city, just, you know, suplex after suplex. But then how Corey Graves had stated that Cody Rhodes did have a broken arm, but that cast was made of titanium and Cody started using it and uh, putting Brock on his heels. What say you little Chris? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, it was awkward to see him, like, realize, like, hey, man, now I got an arm to use after getting, all that, after getting beat up like that. But, you know, maybe he was just like, you know, I didn't want to go that route. And uh, and then he just unleashed the beast um, and went, you know, crazy. Uh, I did, you know, I mean, but I... I did find it, you know, just, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just wish that they would just, uh, I feel like they're just pulling out the Brock Lesnar and Cody thing. It's a little bit too much. Well, uh, I wish they'd, they'd, they'd pull it back a little or just end it already. You know, I Not, mean, you really can't end it. Cause if you go back to um, backlash, I mean, Cody Rhodes got a, uh, some people would say a cheap win, when uh, Brock had him in the Kimura and he just flipped his weight and Brock Lesnar's um, um, arms are uh, were on the mat and he lost it. But if you look at that match, Brock Lesnar was dominating. I mean, Brock Lesnar was bloody, but he did that to himself when he ran to the turnbuckle. <laughs> and, you know, in this match, Cody got a lot more offense off on him, you know, giving the Cody cutter and giving him. But the- due to that, due to that, due to his forearm, though, man. I mean, like you had said, he he beat him. He was taking it to him before that. And then, like I said, he just, oh, yeah, my my forearm, my titanium arm. Well, hey, if he could use it in the ref didn't disqualify him, I mean, go ahead. But, yeah, giving him a, you know, like three. Um, but if he didn't have three. that, though, if he didn't have that, though, he would have gotten, that would have been another squash match that we'd be talking about. <laughs> you say he would have got mauled. Is that what you're saying? Cody <laughs> Rhodes would have got mauled by Brock Lesnar. I, I mean that could yeah. be a true statement, um, but the fans are still behind the American Nightmare, and I truly oh, do. of course, man, they're like they like. I mean, I am too. You were too. You bet. You bet on him. You. Well, well, I mean, you, you didn't bet on him, but you know, see, you see, you're you acting like one. you're acting like Big Kev. You're cutting me off, but it's all right because <laughs> it's the first time, so I'm not getting too upset. But no, I mean, the fans still believe and the fans want Cody to be a world champion, but I think they want him to take it off Roman Reigns. And right now, the WWE is not doing that. Simple fact, Roman's on SmackDown and Cody got drafted to Raw. And, you know, will he come into the title picture later? Maybe with Seth? I don't know because Seth right now, um, he is a fan favorite, but um, I, I believe if they fought each other, I mean, the fans are going to get behind Cody. And I don't think the WWE wants to do that right now. They don't want their world champion to be booed. So I think they're trying to keep Cody as far away. So having another match with Brock Lesnar makes sense because, again, it's three matches. You had two already. And um, going into this match, like I said, um, we haven't gave the ending, but most people already know, you know, Cody didn't tap, got in the Kimura twice, uh, tried to get out of the other one, but Brock just used his weight. And then on the second Kimura, Cody passed out, and the match was over. And yeah, that, and but that ending though too, man. That man, that ending too is played out. Come on, man. Not everyone can just you know pass out, man. I mean, the I last, feel. I think the I last, feel that they should not do that. I think the last person Sorry. that did that, you're good, uh, was uh, Liv Morgan who passed out. I think that was the last person uh, wrestler to be in and she just passed out when she was like in a sharpshooter or something but uh needless but, you know say, they should not have been there yeah needless to say uh your winner brock lesnar <laughs> um and i'm gonna let you um since i've been doing a lot of the talking but it's okay i'm gonna let you uh uh talk about the main event and then i'll give my 
uh, take on it. But yeah, tell us about the main event. Tell us who was the main event, little Chris. Oh, the main event. Um, that was just a uh, shoot. Did he help? Let me help you. The main event, and then you can start talking about it. The main event was your undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Kevin Owens and oh, Seth yeah. Kane versus your tribal chief, Roman. Oh, Reigns. my goodness. How could I forget? And Solo Sokoa. Now, tell me your take on this match. It was satisfying. It delivered. Yes. Finally, you see the bloodline. Whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. Pump the brakes. You got to give a little bit before you talk about the ending. So talk about like how the match. Oh, hell no. We don't we just go straight to the guts. No, you gotta go, go to the, how the fans were out there, you know, and they the the crowd um in Saudi Arabia was straight fire the whole night. They were saying yeah, they were Roman. I mean, and you know, Roman, they were they were just standing there and the Sammy Zane's uh um well, yes, sorry, you are right. Let me give the match with everything that it had taken in place, you know, its homage and stuff like that. Um, Sami Zayn's uh, speech, great. Uh, you know, because it's, you know, it's one of those things too that, you know, not, you know, that something like entertainment can bring, you know, the world together and stuff like that. Uh, we've had the Olympics. We have FIFA. And, you know, or, I mean, World Cup, you know, and, uh, wrestling is one of those other, you know, uh, tiers that, you know, is worldwide. You know, say what you want about the NFL and stuff like that, but that's not, you know, global. That's only here in the United States. We They do play games two, three overseas, but it's nothing like what WWE, uh, UFC, you know, has been doing. Um, and so, like, you know, you can obviously see why they merged. Uh, and so, um, yes, sorry, let me give, you know, props to this match because it did bring, you know, some some goodness. Yeah, to, you're right, because uh, what most people part. don't know is this is Sami Zayn's first um, match in Saudi Arabia because – you know he is uh is he's uh Syrian I believe and you yes know, and 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 they are not allowed in Saudi Arabia I mean and 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 being over here being you know in this side of the world you know we're we don't see a lot of stuff man we are sheltered to a lot of you know stuff that goes on over there all we can do is read reports and go off of whatever news thing you believe is the smartest one or whatever so you know yeah and the way that they handled it and you know and, and prior to it because he didn't go over for you know he had several chances to go over there and you know he said no and other wrestlers too yeah. said no because he wasn't allowed over there yeah so but, it, but it's crazy how they're like no we want him over here and he was allowed yeah. to do that and the fans were screaming and chanting his name yes which, I'm sure that touched them a lot. Be like, I can't believe these yeah, yeah. people are cheering for me. Yeah, because man, I mean, because they they are some diehards in their beliefs. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yeah, so then you know that happens, and you know they're in the ring giving praise to Sammy, and then this match yes. starts going and going, and you know Roman's playing with them. He's like, Nah, this is me, and this, and they're like Roman sucks, and Solo gets in and. Starts uh, going at it with Sammy and dominating Sammy because Solo Sokoa, uh, um, prior to his match, is still undefeated. Uh, hasn't been pinned, hasn't lost anything. Does the Samoan Spike uh, paying homage to, um, I believe it was his uncle, uh, the great Umaga. And, um, you know, this match is going back and forth. Roman's getting in there, getting the crowd all riled up. Back and forth, you know, um, pop-up powerbomb. Um, it's just doing work. Yeah, you just don't know who's gonna win. I mean, who's gonna get the upper hand? And um, we get closer uh to the end of the match because, like I said, it's just uh 
they try to pin Roman. Roman kicks out. Uh, Solo tries to pin KO. KO kicks out. And, and then, of course, like in most main events or whatever, it's like, what's going to happen to the ref? You know? <laughs> and then, of course, the ref gets, you know, freaking speared by Roman. And then the Usos come out and they start just beating up on Sammy and KO um, outside the ring. Uh, they hit uh, uh, KO, you know, against the announce table. Uh, they get back in the ring and they super kick Sammy and then they're about to super kick him again. And Sammy and ducks. And by Sammy ducking, um, Sola Sokoa's behind him and the Usos just kick their brother right in the mouth. And then... And uh, Roman sees that. Yes, and he's like, what are you like, doing the- here? I told y'all to stay back. Like, he didn't want their help. And then he's in the ring and he's like, what are you doing? And he just grabs, pushes Jay by the face. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, Jimmy. He pushes Jimmy a face. And then uh, Jay's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He goes, he goes, his day one. He goes, there is no day one. There is no day one. Not anymore. And right when he turns around, what happened, little Chris? Bam. Hey, Bam. Good night. <laughs> good night. I need, get out. I need you to elaborate on that. Just take that. Years of frustration. Hey, uh, day one frustration. <laughs> what, what little Chris is talking about is Jimmy had enough and he super kicked since day one. <laughs> and and you should. I, I, I if I was there, I believe the roof just blew off uh, at Jetta when uh, Jimmy um, just super kicked Reigns. And then you just see again the storytelling. Jay's like. What'd you do that for? Who's what'd you do that and for? T- and, but I mean, and he's like, he has to know. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if your family, you shouldn't be treating them like that. And Jimmy, being yeah. the older brother, is like, I'm doing what you should have done a long time ago. And, and you know, Jay looks like, what, like, what's going on? And he's like, I got you. And he super kicks Roman again. And they're like, we got to go, we got to go. And so now Roman is on the floor and then Sammy Zane's just looking and Solo's in the corner and so and Sammy just goes for a Luma kick and then um I believe it was the Papa Papa or the Swanton and they get your the win uh Sammy Zane and Kevin Owens retain the titles and that was probably the best um thing to end the night because like you said if there's not cracks in the bloodline or the bloodline's not over, I don't know what to expect because you, um, you know, you talked about us, you know, being from Texas and growing up. Well, remember the Alamo, the cannon shot heard around the world. This was the super kick heard around the road from Jay Uso. I, I apologize. See, I'm getting them mixed up from Jimmy yeah. Uso kicking the tribal chief. Not one. Hey, well, hey, hey, yeah, no, he got him. Yeah. Both cheeks. <laughs> Man. Well, what were you excited? Did you say we and again we don't cuss on this podcast? We're PG, but do you say OMG? Like what did you say when you saw that super kick? Um what did I say? I was astonished. I was like, finally, you know, and like I said earlier, it's you know years of you know you just see what are you doing guys you know and uh and not just from you know oh thankfully the uh usos are seen a light but thankfully this faction is breaking up you know we need some life into you know the next reign of the wwe champion and uh you know and we'll see where it goes you know it doesn't have to happen anytime soon, but you know it's just nice to see that um, his reign is starting to at least seem to crumble. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, I just feel that, um, or sorry, but I just feel that um, maybe he should have took the pin. <laughs> oh no, the tribal chief doesn't lose. Um, that's gonna have no, to be he special. takes the pin, man. That's he gonna be special when he gets the loss and he loses the title. But overall, I have to give uh, – um, oh, I see. I lost my train of thought. 
Um, Night of Champions, I got to give it an A+. plus. I, I was satisfied through and through. And it was great for me because since they were in Saudi, I got to watch pay-per-view during the day at noon. And it was done by like <laughs> three, four. So I could still go out. Um, but yeah. No, yeah, it was It was a nice uh, time, uh, I guess, spot in an area. Uh, I got to watch it as well. But I mean, with with Peacock, you watch whatever, but to watch it live at that time was nice too. Oh yeah, I mean, I I know we're a little pressed for time, so we're gonna go quickly on this. Um, so uh, Monday Night Raw the next night, I mean, it was good. The World Champion comes out. He talks about how he finally have a champion you can respect that's gonna defend his title. Um, the Judgment <laughs> Day come out, or AJ Styles comes out, and he basically says. Hey, um, you fought a great match, and that Judgment Day comes out saying we run it, and then they're like, "Hey, let's uh, let's run a tag match for the main event." So we get uh, Judgment Day versus AJ Styles versus um, Rollins uh, for the main event, and then um, I don't know what you thought, but the next pay per view, Money in the Bank, we had qualifying matches, Ricochet versus The Miz. I mean, I thought that was a pretty good match. What did you think of that match? I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, the Miz, I mean, he hasn't had a chance for gold in a while, but I mean, he did well in that match. He still just struck his relevancy. Yeah. Um, so Ricochet uh defeated the Miz. So he qualified for money in the bank. Um, of course, Trish comes out with Zoe Starks, talks about her win and all this. Becky Lynch comes out with, hey, let's run it again. <laughs> But Becky should have known that it's two against one and she got beat down. Um, so like I said, the story's gonna keep going. And what do you think about the tag team of Indusher with Jinder Mahal? I mean, um, they're big Indian dudes, and I looked it up. Indusher actually means Indian tigers, and they were just mauling those jobbers because those guys were jobbers, probably from the state. <laughs> There you go. That those those are the old school ones. Those but, were. But do you like it? Uh, uh, they are. I mean, they are a you know. They're a tag team. Let's see how they do. Like, let's see. You know, get some real talent. Yeah. Let's see what they do. Um, and then um, we, well, go it's ahead. always it's for for me for a tag team. You know, it's all about you know their special moves or whatever, you know, right? Like, it goes back to that big band, going back to those video games, you mm-hmm. know, whenever you could just fight one-on-one. But if you had that tag team partner, man, you could tag him and then do, you know, the double moonsault off of the, you know, like, you could, you know, stuff like that is, for me, what a tag team is all about. Whenever they can, you know, do moves together and not just squash each other, you know, not just have the big guy squashing people. And the little guy getting a pin, you know. So we'll see what they can do later on. Yeah. And um, then we had um, Imperial have a match against the uh, Alpha Academy. And, I mean, that was a great match. I love seeing uh, Otis uh, do the caliper. But it looks like Maxine has joined the Alpha Academy. So what is that for uh, Maximum Male Models? Are they in trouble? I don't know. But it looks like... Um, they they made the right move. Um, Maxine being with Alpha Academy just makes more sense. They're, they're hot. There you go. Um, <laughs> we, we also had a, a four. Oh, it was a four way for the women's championship uh, tag team title since Liv and Raquel had to relinquish since Liv got hurt. So it was uh, Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler versus Raquel Rodriguez, Shotzi, um, the Karens. Which is um, Chelsea Green and just total, just stop. Just you didn't got to say anything else. Just everybody know who the winner is and your new <laughs> your women's champions. Um, you already run around. It's like Green. who is gonna beat them? Who is gonna like? And it's funny because I saw an article about her, how Ronda, I mean, it might introduce totally clickbait, but anyways, um. It was about how Rhonda was like, you know, that they need uh, more women, you know, like contenders or whatever. But it's like, y'all, y'all two just teamed up. Like, who is beating others? 
there's no two women that can, you know, compare to you guys. And you guys just watching people. I don't understand. She was just upset about the lack of competition. Well, I mean, she's right. I mean, both of them are amazing superstars, and I don't see anybody uh, beating them. Any? I mean, you would have to like Rhea Ripley is going to have to like team up with like Trish Stratus or something, or you know, maybe her and Becky Lynch team up because it's just like that's the type of you know muscle that they are, you right. know big woman and a you know straight up brawler as in Rhonda and you would have a big woman in Rhea and a brawler in Becky. Yeah. I mean I don't ever but then talk, but that's all you have though. Yeah. I don't ever talk bad about Raw per se, but that JD dump uh McDonough match versus Dolph Ziggler I could have done without. <laughs> I mean that dude looks like uh like he's like four eleven. Like who's he gonna intimidate? I mean I know they tease that he might go to the judgment day but I don't think they need him there. Um, and then also he's going. Uh, yeah. Do yeah. It for the he might be guys. going. Yeah. And then also Monday Night Raw, um, you had um another qualifying match for Monday in Bank was uh Shinsuke Nakamura versus Bronson Reed. And Bronson Reed, that dude's a monster, man. And case phenomenal, but I didn't know who was gonna win that match, but um it took everything that Shinsuke could give him and the kitchen sink to get the victory. So he's moving on to money in the bank. And then our main yeah. event, um, of course we get AJ Styles and the world champion, Seth freaking Rollins go against um, a priest and Finn Balor. And that match was pretty, pretty good. Um, you know, you weren't going to have your world champion lose after he just won the night before. Um, so your winners, of course, were Seth freaking Rollins and AJ Styles. I'm, I'm wanting to see if someone in the judgment day is going to, be his first opponent coming up. I mean, we'll see what happens. And then, of course, uh, Cody Rhodes came out and said, Brock Lesnar, I didn't tap. I passed out. Uh, let's still fight. So, um, yeah, it pretty much was uh, nine champions and Monday Night Raw. Um, what are you looking forward to Friday Night SmackDown, uh, Lil' Chris, or anything coming up? Uh, not, I'm not sure. Looking forward to, uh, I guess, just some great matches. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I thought you were going to say, I'm looking forward to Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> what is the Tribal Chief going to say after getting super kicked and the Usos costing them the Tag Team Undisputed Championship? What's Solo going to do? I mean, like uh, they used to say when Kane was a wrestler, Hellfire and Brimstone might be coming for the Usos. On Friday Night SmackDown. Well, it ain't happening like that these days. <laughs> That's for sure. When is uh? I remember you had you had sent me that thing. Can we uh, say about the the Moody Center coming up? What's coming from the Moody Center? Wasn't there a uh, fight coming up for a not a oh, fight? Oh, you're a... talking about the HEB Center. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Uh. Yeah. Go ahead. You can tell uh the listeners. That's for uh, NXT. For NXT coming up. Man, that might be something to go to. So NXT. That's what I look forward to. Uh, The Great American Bass, July 31st, uh, HEB Center. Um, And yeah, I may want to do that. And other notes, um, congratulations uh, to the woman who I named my child after. Alexa Bliss (laughs) uh, is pregnant. Um, so congratulations to her. And I, I think her husband's like a, a musician. I, I forgot who he plays for. So she's going to be out, but I also did hear that WWE. I think his name is uh, Lucky. Oh, there you go. His name's Lucky. But <laughs> WWE did uh, extend Alexa Bliss's contract. And I don't well, think they had to. Of course. <laughs> I don't want to give the fans, um, like, um, false information, but I'm hearing... The Fiend may be back, and could he be the guy to take the title off Seth freaking Rollins down the road? I mean, we haven't seen Yeah, re- reclaim what was rightfully his. <laughs> From hell in the cell. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Hey, here you go. Comes full circle again. Yeah. That's what it comes to. I don't know if that, like I said, that's in the rumor mill. I mean, Bray was dealing with some kind of illness. Um, hopefully, he's gotten better. Um, but the fiend, 
we do for it. we do need him, but I just don't know if fans are willing to take him back because I mean they took him back and then he was supposed to fight Bobby Lashley and he got sick and you basically dropped the whole storyline with the uh, Bray Wyatt and Uncle Howdy. Will the fans be ready to get engaged with that again or engage with that uh, storyline or what do you do? I mean, I don't know. But um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. I want to thank little Chris uh, for being uh, our special guest uh, this week on Brothers of Discussion. Anything else you want to say before we get off uh, the air? Oh, um, uh, just thank you for having me on, man. It's great. Uh, Anyone out there listening, uh, if y'all could just hit up my boy, uh, Reminis Vintage on Instagram. He has a bunch of Vintage uh, WWE uh, merchandise, uh, chashkis, whatever you could think of, uh, Funko Pops, all kind of things. Um, you know, uh, shirts for sure. And uh, pretty much all I have. And and he delivers anywhere, right? Um, he can send it anywhere? Yes, he will ship. Yes, he will ship. Just check him out on uh, Instagram, like I said. Reminis Vintage, and uh, DM him. He'll uh, hook you up. He'll show you what he has and be taken care of. All right. That's and good stuff. Once again, thank you again, David, for having me on. All right. So this is uh, uh, Fanboy Dave and Little Chris for episode 38. See ya!